Welcome to Insight Briefs, an attorney discussion podcast. Today is Wednesday, August 2nd, 2017. On behalf of Wealth Council, this is Patrick Carlson, and joining us today is Sarah Ostahowski from Sarah's Law Firm in Shepherd, Michigan. Sarah has been practicing law for over six years, and we're excited to talk to her about her success as an estate planning attorney and the tools she uses to achieve that. Today, we're going to be talking about some of the risks and rewards of automated document drafting systems, something that a lot of attorneys do not know much about and definitely should think about exploring. Thanks for being here today, Sarah. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, we're excited to have you. Um, so before we get started, though, I do want to kind of start with a little bit of a baseline kind of understanding of what that automated document drafting system is. And of course, you know, you can Google that term and you can see a lot of different definitions, and a lot of different thoughts or theories about what it means. For me, and of course, you know, I welcome your thoughts on this too, Sarah, but for me, when I think about an automated document drafting system, I think about it in comparison to, say, like just forms. You know, as many attorneys, we're all familiar with those big form books. And really, this is beyond forms. And it's beyond forms because instead of sort of uh, being given all of that legal language and having to kind of decide on a term-by-term basis what should go in and what order it goes in, instead you kind of take a step back and you're thinking about just the questions or answers for a specific client and their scenario. And then in the background, the system actually populates those terms into the final document based on the answers you gave. So really, for me, it's just kind of beyond just plain legal forms because it dynamically adjusts the types of questions that you're asked and the way that you can answer those questions based on the information that you give it. It's also better because it helps us avoid those, you know, uh, potentially embarrassing a copy and paste errors that can sometimes happen in a document where we somehow end up with two Article 3s or we have another client's name in the document or the wrong property, the wrong sales price, uh, you name it, all the different errors that we've all seen in legal documents um, and that I have never made, I, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what, what, what do you think about the automated document drafting system? Anything you would add there? You know, one of the nice things about an automated system, too, is you never have to start with a blank screen. You know, some people, they pull up that that blank thing, and it's like, I know exactly what I need to put in here, but just looking at that blank piece of paper or blank cursor <laughs> is a little much. And so this is a good way to help get started, especially if you're new to estate planning and you don't want to try and learn everything from scratch. Absolutely. I guess I didn't even think about that. That guidance that it gives you kind of takes you through the process of how you'd go about drafting the document instead of just you're kind of out in the field having to figure it out all for yourself. Mm -hmm. um, so tell me a little bit about how you think that these benefit uh, a practice. You know, well, how has software really helped you grow your practice over the last six years? Well, I think it's important to note that I started my practice six years ago, fresh out of law school. Um, I graduated in January of 11 and opened my practice in May. Um, and so I was one of those people that I had some experience with estate planning and writing wills and stuff from um, things that I did in school. But when I sat down with my first client to try and figure out how to write a trust, I, thought, I, I honestly don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> um, and so I started looking into document drafting so that I kind of had a built-in buddy to help me figure out the process and, and to not have to rely entirely on my own intelligence, which, you know, is always limited in some way, shape or form. <laughs> um, in addition to that, because I started out on my own, uh, I started with document drafting uh, a system right away and it made it so I could take my practice from zero to 60 in no time flat. 
um, I was actually able to earn an income my first year in practice, um, you know, not just cover bills. And a lot of that's because I didn't spend all my time sitting behind a computer doing all the research and rearranging everything and wondering if it was right and all that kind of stuff. I had something that I could rely on um, and build the practice very, very quickly. And now, as I have two office locations and nine team members and we are growing like crazy, I actually have um, someone on my team that can go through our document drafting system and plug in all the information and put in all the names and addresses and phone numbers and all of that stuff and create the template for me. And then I go in and review it and add my own secret sauce and we're good to go. And we do things on flat fee. And if you're on flat fee, you need to have a system and you need to be able to get things done quickly to be profitable. Uh, so it helps you get going and it helps you be profitable. Those are two pretty darn good things right there. <laughs> Absolutely. Something we're all after in practice. Now, when you, you know, you said you started using these right at the beginning of your practice, you know, what did you look at as far as, you know, the confidentiality, any of the ethics of these? Was there, was there any special considerations you gave on those fronts when you were deciding uh, to go down the route of, of a document drafting system as opposed to, you know, starting from scratch yourself or using a form book? Uh, I think when you're looking at, at confidentiality in particular, anytime you're using any type of technology, you always have to ask the right questions. You know, where are my documents being stored? Who has access to them? How are they encrypted? Those types of things. Um, and so going with a fly-by-the-night company that you can't really get a whole lot of information on and won't straight answer your questions, I think you may have some issues there. Um, but otherwise, when everything is locked up and in-house and, you know, I don't see any confidentiality issues there. Ethics-wise, I look at that a little bit different because ethics-wise, I need to be very competent with my clients. And I think having that system actually helped me with the competency. In other words, helped me with my ethics in that. Um, that being said, you should never, ever take one of these systems, put all your information and print out the documents and hand them to the client without ever reading them and making sure that everything fits the law in your state as you understand it. So as you think about using software like this, um, the document drafting software, what are some of the risks that you think are associated with using it? Honestly, I don't really know if there are any risks except what I just said, and that's that you used it and didn't look at it, um, you know, didn't make sure that what you put in there was right uh, and, and didn't make sure that, you know, everything populated the way that it was supposed to. I think that there's actually a whole lot more risk with not using the software <laughs> or some type of system. Yeah. So what are, what are some of those risks if we, if we said, you know what, I, I'm not going to use the system. What are some of the risks of not using a system? So you mentioned it in the very beginning, but one of the biggest ones is copy and paste. Um, I was sitting with a client in my first year of practice, had a friend come in and say, I want my dad uh, to come in and, and renew his will or look it over, just make sure it's going to work okay. Will you just take a look at it and see if he should come in? And I'd known this family for years. I said, absolutely, let me take a look at it. And I just flipped through it real quick. And I got to the beneficiary section and it had five people listed. They have four kids. And so I looked at her and I said, hey, I, I know you and your, your siblings here. Who's this? She goes, I don't know. 
said, did, did your dad have a kid that you didn't know about? <laughs> she goes, let's call him. Turns out the attorney had copied and pasted and left someone's name in the document as a beneficiary. It's kind of a big deal. <laughs> um, you know, those types of, of risks right there uh, will follow you through a document. You'll forget that you added something into one document. And then you use that same document for the next client and that section you added in has nothing to do with your client and in some way, shape or form hurts them in the long run or you accidentally commit malpractice. Um, not to mention, one of the nice things about a document drafting system is when you're working with an estate planning client, you've checked with them about 25 times that you have their name spelled correctly and everything looks good and you get ready to do the signing and they sit down and they go, Yep, everything looks good, except my name is actually Mary Catherine, not just Catherine. Does that matter? <laughs> you go, great, now I have to fix every single document. Well, in a document drafting system, as long as you have a good one, um, you can go right in and fix it in one spot. It fixes it through every single document, and you're good to go. Um, and if you have Mary Catherine, and her daughter's name is actually Catherine, if you do a find and replace in Word, you will change every single one to Mary Catherine, even though you only meant to change mom. And so, you know, in a system, you can go in and go, nope, I only mean mom, not daughter, or whatever the case may be. Um, it really helps to fix a lot of those errors that we accidentally make um, and accidentally commit malpractice, which nobody ever wants to do. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that as you were just mentioning that, you know, so many of us end up doing repeat work for our clients too, mm -hmm. right? We've got that client that uh, has come back to us maybe as part of our maintenance plan, or maybe they've just come back because it's been a couple of years and they've had a life event occur. And uh, when we have a document drafting system that is well built and, and, and well constructed, we're able to kind of take that original answer file and really leverage the time that was spent on the first engagement on a future engagement in a lot of cases. So uh, reducing the error and some of the, uh, the risk of, of uh, you know, making a mistake when they come back in to have some updated work done as well kind of gives it instead of going from zero to 60, we're kind of going from 20 to 120, right? We're already kind of moving a little bit with that client. Right. And that also helps you increase your profitability because you're not spending time double entering things and redoing stuff that you've already done. You know, I have a friend that does estate planning and she um, uses forms out of a form book and then she edits them the way that she needs to. And she told me one day that she spends just editing documents about two and a half to three hours per client to edit documents. She couldn't figure out why she wasn't making any money. And I said, well, let's sit down and break out your flat fee. Here's how long it's taking to meet with clients. Here's how long it's drafting. Here's how long it takes to print, you know, all of those steps. Um, I said, now let's turn around and look at what I can do in my system. Uh, after I meet with the client, whether I put it in or my drafter puts it in, it takes us from beginning to end about 45 minutes to complete everything and have it ready to go. Aside from the very simple mechanical errors that I, or not errors, I'm sorry, um, the very simple pieces in the document that I want to change. Like I want to take a section and just make it a little bit more flowy, or I want to add in, you know, why the client really wants to give the grandfather clock to their grandson and the story behind it. Um, you know, some of those little pieces, but otherwise 45 minutes beginning to end done. 
So Yeah, and that brings up a good point about sort of customizations too within the system. You absolutely don't want a document drafting system that just kind of spits out a PDF and, and that's what you get. You want something that's either going to put it into a Microsoft Word format or that's going to contain customization on the front end. That mm -hmm. way you can, like you mentioned, uh, let's say there's additional explanatory material or enhancing language of some kind or a state specificity. I mean, you're in Michigan. Uh, I'm not licensed in Michigan. You guys might have a particular rule about something or California or Texas. I mean, we're different jurisdictions. And so it lets you uh, take that kind of, um, you know, kind of standard um, language and then in focus it or enhance it or, or modify it to fit your client or your state's needs. So that's another thing I think we probably are all looking for in a system as well. And one of the most amazing things is um, you can actually build a library of a lot of those changes. And so if you're going to make them in every single document, then as you're going through, you go, okay, and here I want to insert this piece. And, you know, in the right system, you can do that. Um, Wealth Council just announced their online system, which we absolutely love at our office. We just got geeked out about it and started playing with it. And um, we have a couple sections that are very specific to Medicaid in the state of Michigan that we put in every single document. And we used to have to, you know, pull the document up and then copy and paste our words in it. Now sure. with the new system, we've got it in the library and we just go click, click, and it's all in. Yeah, awesome. with that add a clause feature where you can yeah. create it and save it. And the great thing about that, too, is it lets you save it for your practice. So now instead of uh, Sarah being the one with the knowledge of knowing where that goes, you can kind of create that as a preference. That way, no matter who is doing the drafting in your practice, they have that knowledge and information to make sure the document kind of meets your standards and meets the needs of the clients. Yes, it is wonderful. And I am a, a systems geek so to be able to really set that system up and go, okay, it's going to be this way every single time. We know that's how the system works and we can rely on it is, is just a great way to be able to go home and sleep at night. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so we have been talking a little bit about um, the system here at Wealth Council and that new Wealth Docs Online. And I, Sarah mentioned one of her features that you like, the, the, the new Add a Clause feature that lets you put that uh, custom language in there. Uh, you know, for those of you who are wondering uh, what we use, obviously we both have used WealthDocs in our practice. Um, we've, there's also a software that Wealth Council produces called Business Docs, which uh, lets you take this exact same process that we've been kind of focusing on about estate planning of starting with client information and answering questions and creating documents dynamically. It lets you do that on the business law side of things. So for our LLC clients, our corporate clients, our partnership clients with all of the litany of meetings and other things that they have to have every year to maintain their qualification with the Secretary of State or, or whatever the jurisdiction requires. Uh, Business Docs makes that easy as well. So of course, um, Wealth Council, you know, provides not just that software, uh, but also has the new online versions. So it's not just the desktop versions any longer, but now uh, we can draft those online. One of the great things, Sarah, I don't know if this is uh, an applicable in your practice, but uh, you no longer have to use Windows. Although you have to have Word on your computer, you can now draft documents from your Mac without having to use Parallels. And I know that there's a lot of people who are really excited about that. I don't know if you guys are a Mac shop or, or a Windows shop, but we're a lot a of the Windows Mac people shop. are really excited. <laughs> yeah, we're a Windows shop, but I totally understand. Mac people love their Macs. And so to be able to have that crossover is huge. <laughs> 
Absolutely. And, you know, you can, uh, the people who like that system really like it. And so now they can use WealthDocs kind of natively uh, just through the WealthDocs online interface. Um, you know, another thing too that is now possible um, using WealthDocs online is the reporting function. I don't know, Sarah, if you've had a lot of chance to take a look at that, uh, but with with WealthDocs desktop, everything is inside of answer files. So all of our client information is within answer files that we store locally, which is uh, good. But it also adds a lot of adds a little bit of complexity to our practice because Sarah, you were mentioning about confidentiality and other things earlier. We've got to be responsible for storing those files. With WealthDocs online, um, everything is encrypted and it's it's in very secure uh, data facilities, and we have multiple types of uh, protections against intrusion of that data. And uh, so you're not having to worry about if you lose your computer or your computer is damaged, you, your client data is 100% safe and still accessible. The other great thing is now, since it's kind of database driven, we can actually run reporting on your client data. So you can actually go in and see, you know, birth dates of your clients on uh, as you build that list of clients inside of WealthDocs Online, which might be helpful for sending out, you know, a small gift or a token of appreciation, which really hard to do unless you were maintaining that in some kind of separate database. But now you're kind of killing two birds with one stone as you're drafting Drafting the documents, you're building this uh, database of information about your clients that you can use for some marketing and outreach and other kind of top of mind awareness activities as well. And everybody is always looking to make their practice profitable, or at least they should be. Um, and that's one of the things that you, you know, with that reporting feature, if you can stay in touch with your clients, um, especially your past clients, they are the cheapest referral source you possibly have because they paid you. So if you continue to just send a little notice to them, we like to send anniversary cards to our clients for when they had their estate planning done. We say, hey, you know, three years ago, you took the steps to protect you and your family. We just wanted to say great job again, thinking of you, you know, simple. Um, but it's a way to just stay in touch. So when somebody says they need to get their estate planning done or they're looking for a business attorney or whatever it might be, they remember your name, they remember a story about you, and you are top of mind. And that's a great way to continue to be profitable. And Wealth Council keeps looking at that with things like that reporting function to help everybody be successful. Well, thank you, Sarah. And thank you, everybody, for listening uh, to this episode of Insight Briefs. Again, this, pro this podcast has been brought to you by Wealth Council. Please be sure to visit wealthcouncil.com slash podcasts to join the conversation, access today's show notes, learn more about our guest, Sarah, and discover more about our Wealth Council community and our automated document drafting systems, WealthDocs and Business Docs. Thanks, everybody.